Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Hell or High Rollers is an adventure set in D&D Hell, so will almost certainly contain adult content. Enjoy! <laughs> Thanks, folks. If you're just joining us, welcome to the Hellscape channel, where comedy goes after it's died. Next up, we have a newcomer. With her stand-up egg routine, please give a warm Hellscape welcome to... Lady Engano! Hello. So, what did the doctor tell the chicken with high cholesterol? Lay off the eggs for a while. Uh, okay. Um, so... What did the egg do when it saw the frying pan? It scrambled. Right. Uh, how does a hen leave its house? Through the exit. You suck! Shut up! No, no, don't boo me. I have a lot of charisma. The egg thing is weird! You're weird. What's the matter? Can't take a yoke? <laughs> what? No, 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 that's one of mine. Right, that's it. I am going to consume your memories. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Lady Ingano. That was excellent. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so join us next week on the Hellscape channel for more hilarious antics. I will consume your soul. Hello and welcome to episode 17 of Hell or High Roller. Simply incredible. Yes, I am Dave Herm, and I am back in the driving seat. That's right, Chris, you should look surprised. I've just got you, of course, said Dave Herm. 
what a what a stuttering start we've got. <laughs> I think you just mispronounced your name. I'm Dave Hum, and I am your GM. Back in the driving seat, but drunk driving. So uh, let's go around and introduce all of our characters. Chris, let's start with you. Hello, my name is Chris Leesk, and I play the character of Glubrick Bumbledung, who is a barbarian Goliath. And a little interesting thing about Glubrick is that very like Chris Leesk, he is such a people pleaser that when he tips, he tips everyone for everything. This is actually a bit of trauma because at the moment we're in New York. I'm finding it the most stressful thing in the world. <laughs> so stressful that I'm tipping everyone for everything. I shouldn't be in charge of people's wages. I just hate it. You better tip me after this. I, I probably will tip you. Yeah. And Glubrick's the same. He just tips everyone because he, does, he doesn't want to offend them. So he's like, I'll just tip them just in case I should have, you know, it doesn't matter. Do you know what I mean? I'm panicking. <laughs> Give me That's your money, good. Chris. Hello, I'm Ellie Morris and I play Ghoul, who is a campestry in hell. <laughs> oh God, help me. And uh, my fact about Ghoul today is that every time the full moon happens, his perception of the colours blue and green reverse. Wow. <laughs> Interesting. So, so for someone who lives in a forest. Know yeah. Did not know wow. So I think he, he thinks sometimes that the, the grass is the sea and vice wow. versa. Yeah. And every two weeks that changes. Every two yeah. is that how often every the full four moon? Weeks. Four weeks. Or every moon. month. Every I thought, month. I thought it was every two weeks. Every month. Every the month. month is a lunar cycle. One month. Oh. One month. Yeah. Wow. This is educational as well. <laughs> That's where months come from. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And also what we're learning is that for Ghoul, the grass is not always greener on the other side. Not wow. at all. It's blue. There it is. It's blue. It's a yeah. month that changes. Well, thank you. And Adam. Hello, I'm Adam Megiddo, and I play the role of Eric Sanguinius, the human necromancer who lives alone in the High Viz Tower out on the Rodney Marsh. Does anyone know the song Rap God by Eminem? Yeah, I yep. know. Yeah. So apparently it's very fast, and he raps at almost six words per second yeah. at a time. So. Eric's been experimenting with how slow he can rap, and uh, <laughs> it's not it's not going well. He he's able to um, make one word stretch out for about thirty five seconds. Wow! He becomes too self conscious to continue. Ah. Oh wow. wow! That's a very slow rap. What? what what's yeah. the word? The, it doesn't really matter well, what whatever. the word is. Well, maybe it should. Maybe yeah. He, he probably should pick words with more syllables in them. He could get mileage out. Yeah. <laughs> There's some pretty <laughs> Patreon content waiting to be recorded there. Yeah. <laughs> Hours content, content filler, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you could get a lot of minutes out of that. I think it's I think it's obvious that Eric doesn't have much to do. <laughs> <laughs> very, very good. Mr. Shields. Hello, I'm Henry Shields and I play Henley Whispers, aka as wood as it gets. <laughs> <laughs> Human ranger, high stakes better, cat that got the cream getter. Wow. <laughs> what, so he's going to get the cat that got the cream? Exactly, yeah. Henley, uh, <laughs> if Henley ever wants cream, <laughs> he'll go to the local creamery and, <laughs> and he'll send in a cat or he'll wait until a cat goes in and gets the cream and then Henley will just pounce on that cat. He's wow. figured out a system, you know. He, he knows how to evil. catch a cat. Think he's not evil. He's going to the creamery. He's killing cats. Yeah, what cream. is a creamery? Why wouldn't what? you go to the cattery and find the cat that's got the cream? Well, I suppose that's what you have to do first. Get the cat, go to the creamery. But then also you've... <laughs> Another you've, Patreon Yeah. <laughs> you've, you've done the opposite of cutting out the middleman. Yeah. You've introduced a middle cat. <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> Penny doesn't like to get his own cream. That's all I can say. <laughs> and on that creamy <laughs> note, let's begin episode 17 of Hell or High Rollers! Yeah. Yeah. We 
last left our happy boys after they had defeated the mighty Lady Ingano and headed for the portal. Now, you were all transported into another plane of existence where you explored glue bricks and possibly Chris's mind. Yeah. Mm. And after working through the layers of glue bricks' memories, you learned the harsh truth that glue brick accidentally killed his mother whilst he was in a rage. Mm. And he's been repressing it this entire time. Now, the happy boys rallied around glue brick and helped him face his darkest demons. You also met an extremely handsome and charming pig named Garth, <laughs> who turned out to be Glubrick's imaginary friend. Will we see Garth again? Who knows? depending on how I'm feeling. So, you are flying through the ethereal space that surrounds the nine layers of hell. You see the, the conical shape of the layers, starting with Avernus at the top being the widest and tapering as each layer goes down. As you are hurtling towards the fifth layer of hell, you catch a glimpse of distant explosions happening on Avernus, and the war between the devils and the demons seems to be intensifying. The layer of Dis, the second layer, is in utter chaos after you guys completely destabilize the economy yeah but from this distance what you can see is dis is creating huge constructs and military towers and siege defenses are being put up and it looks like dis is preparing for war wow. the third layer of hell mineros however appears to be quite peaceful Thunden's mighty oak tree is standing firm and the polluted air seems to have completely cleared. The broken chain that was holding the city plate seems to have been repaired by huge powerful vines that entwine around the metal. And underneath the city where the swamp was, the oak tree's roots have taken... What have they done? They're bedded hold. in. Yeah, they've taken, taken hold. Root. Taken root, what that's it. What have they done? What have they done? Root. The roots have rooted and they are stabilizing the city. Eric, as you see this, you feel a sense of pride tinged with loss knowing that Thunden is somewhere on that line. Somewhere. <laughs> that, that I thought I thought I played the stage direction pretty well. Yeah, you yeah, really yeah, did. Yeah. You nailed that. <laughs> pride, pride tinged with loss. You know. Yeah, that, that was, was really good. good. Really good. Uh, the fourth layer of Phlegathos is still pitch black and covered in shadow, and each of you shudders at the thought of returning to that layer. Shudders. Yeah, there it is. I did mine silent. Yeah. <laughs> Adam made it look easy. That's because Eric permanently shudders the time. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly your bodies are whipped and snapped around as you hurtle towards the fifth layer and you slam down on what appears to be concrete next to the ever-flowing river stick. Huh? Ouch! Ah. Oh, I'm covered in Glubrick's mind goo. You're welcome. <laughs> I think I can safely say that we are relieved to once again be on solid ground. We have travelled through each other's minds far too deeply. Here, at last, I find myself celebrating that we're in hell. Right, so where's the portal? <laughs> Straight down to business. I like it. But before we get down to that business, a little bit of house business for you guys. You are all level five. Yeah. yeah. Congratulations. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> yes. So yeah, you've got some cool new abilities, usual spell slots and health are all back and right. everything. So while we're here, Eric, can you roll me a history check? I sure can. 14. You are able to recall that this is the fifth layer of hell and it is called Stygia. 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 I'm, glad, I'm glad we got that clear. <laughs> you are able to recall that this layer is called Stygia. It is the land of assassins and espionage. As you look around, you notice huge, imposing, brutalist buildings. There's one of particular note on the other side of the river. There is a large metal bridge that leads over the river to the building, and there is one way in and one way out. And Eric, you are able to recall 
that this building is called My Six. Uh My Six. My six. My six. I think I've just worked out. I, I get it. My six. Spies and assassins? My six. So, Eric, you could choose to relay all of this information to the team or, you know, keep it to yourself. I do. I tell them everything. And I say, look around us at this brutalistic architecture. Over there, the National Theatre. <laughs> <laughs> Where are all the trees and the nature? It's a very good observation. Do you want to roll me a perception check? Oh, yeah, I do. An 18. 18, yeah. You notice that there are no trees in nature. It is a very brutal place. And as you look around, Ghoul, you sense that the Happy Boys are being watched. You see a group, or actually several groups, of bearded devils all around you, coiled and ready to pounce. Now, none of them are moving on you yet. They seem to be keeping their distance. But also with your 18, you notice a nearby bench. And on that bench is sat a figure regarding you silently in a trench coat and a fedora hat. Happy boys, 86 under 17 o'clock. Miles. Cool, is your brain okay? There's just somebody watching us. Everyone, hit the dirt. I I lie flat. I'm flat. Very good. I don't. I I got confused because there was no dirt. So you you remain standing? I remain standing. Okay. And this has absolutely no effect on anything. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm glad you all did it. Okay, so we're all on the floor. So there's a guy, there's a beard of devils, and then there's a guy in the trench coat. Yep, just sat on a bench looking at you. Okay, I I come, I come, whatever that's called, commando crawl thing. Yeah, over to the figure on the bench. I walk very slowly with him. Very good. So yeah, as you all approach, the figure stands, and it seems to be a rather large, quite hulking figure, matching only Glubrick in size and strength. And under the uh, classy fedora sits the scaled face of a lizard wearing a pair of spectacles. And the lizard says, Ah, happy boys, you're here at last. We need your help. Follow me. And the lizard starts to walk off. It appears that our reputation precedes us. Wow. I call out, We're not the happy boys. Yes, we are. (laughs) Shh. Yeah, but I'm just trying to make sure that we're incognito. Oh, I see. I'm incognito. Yes, we are the slappy boys. <laughs> and then Google just starts slapping everyone. Who are these happy no, boys? That will kill us. I just realised. I'm afraid there are no takebacks. <laughs> Who are you slapping? Slappy. Slap by slap Glubrick. Great. <laughs> Glubrick, you take 4d6 damage. Sorry. Five now, right? Such a lot of damage. Oh, it's five Such a now. lot of damage. Oh, my God. Because you've leveled up. It's 5d6. Ugh. Oh no. Similar to like a fireball to the face. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, Jesus Christ. That, uh, 22. Oh my god. 22 damage from slapping. Glue <laughs> wow. in the face. It really is a good curse, that one, because yeah. it keeps tripping us up. <laughs> yeah. Really? It's very good. It's brutal. Yes, the slappy boys, see? Huh? Perhaps we, the slappy boys, can help you with your inquiry. Let us follow the snare. The lizard pinches the bridge of her nose in frustration oh. and just says, Well, if I've got the wrong people, I'll just leave you to the bounty hunters. Goodbye. No, and just no, 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 no. We, whisper, we, lean in. we whisper, No, 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 no. We are the happy boys. Yes, I That's know. Not... You're oh, the ones God. pretending that you're not the happy boys. Yeah, I... I know you're the happy boys. <laughs> not good at you're regretting trying to find us now. <laughs> For what it's worth, approaching you and offering you this contract, I think it's an awful idea. What contract? What contract? Well, you'll see if you follow me. Okay. Then then very well. Then we, the Flappy Boys, shall follow you. (laughs) God's sake. All right. And the the lizard walks across the bridge. And as they walk across the bridge, the devils follow you. But they don't cross the 
bridge. They stay at the, the, the foot of the bridge. And she says, don't worry, they won't attack you. Not while you're with me anyway, or not whilst I have this. And she pulls out what appears to be a uh, tiny seal with a little moustache. And the seal speaks and says, Ah, happy boys, I approve. Wow. Well, a tiny seal. A tiny, a tiny seal. seal. Yeah. So it, it, uh, and the seal Ooh. approves of the happy boys. That's cute. So, seal of approval. Yeah. There it is. Uh, <laughs> did you guys not get that? Seal. Absolutely not. No. No. Oh, All right, God. rub that in. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. You All guys right. didn't get the seal wow. thing. Yeah. So the seal of approval, the, uh, the lizard says, this contract will prevent you from being pursued by the bounty hunters for now. You have been granted permission to traverse this layer and we will offer you access to the portal, but we need something in return. Now come. What is it that you need? W will explain. And she walks off towards the MySix building. Guys, this is so cool. We like real spies. Are we sure we should trust all these people? We're just blindly following some people, you know, in a new layer of hell we've never visited before. Well, they, they're more welcoming than some of the layers. That's very true. I also think the other option was to fight some bounty hunters, and we kind of done that, so narratively that'd be quite boring. <laughs> and you're, you're right, Kalubrick, we need to be concerned about the narrative. <laughs> as long as we keep our wits about us, I'm certain we shall come to no harm. So you guys follow her across the river. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Very good. So as you move towards the building, you are all in awe of its imposing stone walls and it is somehow quite pristine and untouched by the fires and ash of hell. Eric, you sense that the building's exterior is fortified with layers of enchanted wards and protective spells designed to keep unwanted truders and spies at bay. Henley, you notice rows upon rows of archers sat at the top of the building, bows permanently at the ready to fend off any intruders. Just you said you said truders back there. Truders. You said any unwanted truders. Anyone unwanted truders. Yeah. <laughs> any unwanted Canadian prime ministers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's that's what this building is defending against. They're on yeah, the guard yeah. for Justin Trudeau. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. he might, as we all know, he is. Yeah. He is ferocious. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's constantly trying to break in. Can we just uh, look? Can we see him like crouch behind a bush as we walk by? Yeah. <laughs> you, you can see dozens of him like at the, on the bridge, just like hiding and trying to get in. And then the you hear an archer from the top just go, Trudeau. <laughs> I can see you. <laughs> cool. Although you can't see any of these yet, you sense various potions and poisons used by assassins to kill their targets. Ooh. And Glubrick, you notice how shiny the stones are. Oh, <laughs> these are some nice stones. <laughs> uh, so as you enter the building, you are greeted by a, a huge atrium that serves as the hub for MI6 operations. The floor is made of obsidian and adorned with intricate symbols and sigils that hum with arcane energy. The walls are lined with doors leading to various departments and sections of the agency, and each one of them is guarded by heavily armed devils. The agents of Mysix are clad in sleek black armor, and they carry enchanted weapons, and move around the atrium with purpose and efficiency, monitoring the events of the Nine Hells through various scrying devices that look a lot like iPads. <laughs> the walls are covered in maps and charts detailing movements of demon factions and armies that vie for power in the infernal realm. And you can see images of Avernus and Dis, and they appear almost completely overrun. By, and Overrun by demon? By demons, yeah. 
They're the bad ones. Well, they're all bad. Okay. Do, what we have aside, we like the devils. Well, I mean, you, this is this is me saying stuff that I don't know if Henley knows. But the devils are, sort of represent order, yeah. evil order, and the demons represent evil chaos. Right. So, I see. in theory, it would be worse off if the demons made it in. Okay. Mm. We've got to kill all the demons. But we know. That's what I've learned from. Do we know that? Yeah. The, I don't the, think the characters. I think much. we do. The characters know that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you've all had that explained to you. By, yeah, yeah, yeah. By someone at some point. The lizard lady says let's go and meet W and they take you to an elevator and two guards step aside and allow you through the lift shoots up and arrives on the top floor you step out into a large room seemingly sparse of any furniture except for a mighty obsidian desk that dominates the center of the room at the desk sits a small imp furiously scribbling in a ledger and the lizard says W the happy boys have arrived hello Hello. Let me guess. Wooch. Yeah, this guy's got it. <laughs> hey, happy boys. Good to see you. I heard a lot about you from my brothers. Or are we? You boys mind if I cut the bullshit? Okay. All right. You want access to the portal, and I need you to do something for me. All right? Sound good? Yeah. So I'm going to tell you guys a little story, and you tell me if this sounds familiar to you. Okay? As you know, the devils and the demons have been fighting the war since time began. Now, the demons make advances on Avernus, and we repel them. And uh, it's been a bit of a stalemate for, well, pretty much forever. But then comes along a group of fucking misfits, and they got this crazy dream of getting out of hell. Now... It's not the first time a band of fucking idiots has tried to escape hell, but it is the first time that a band has made it all the way to the fifth layer without losing all their soul lives. However, along the way, this band of idiots decided it would be a good idea to steal a battleship. Then they thought it'd be a good idea to destabilize the economy. And if that wasn't enough, they also thought it would be a good idea to blow up the reactor, which is the main source of fuel and weapons to the front line of the war against the demons. Now, does that sound familiar to you guys? Uh, well, we are the flappy, chatty boys, so no, I don't have a clue what you're talking about. All right, well, better turn you guys out to the bounty. No, Henley, no, talk. No, no, uh, talk. Uh, uh, or are we? <laughs> well, look, in our defense, good Wooch, if you had just let us out of hell in the first place, we never would have had to do any of that. That's... So whose fault is it really? Hmm. Well, it's definitely not mine. First of all, it's not my job to let you out of hell. Secondly, the reason you're in hell is because you did some bad stuff. It's not about being let out. Well, that's actually that's a fair point. We, uh, we do selfishly just want to get out of hell. And we have kind of screwed up the balance and all that. Yeah. Wh- whose decision is it if we get out of hell? <laughs> well, whose decision? Well, You've got to speak to the Lord of Who's in charge hell. here? The Lord I assume of hell. that's what you're trying to do is get to the ninth layer, right? Yeah, ultimately, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Speak to the Lord of hell, go through the portal to get back to the mortal realm. Do you Lord have like a hell. phone number? Phone number? If yeah. we could just get in contact and say, hey, buddy, look, we've made a real mess here. If you let us out right now we'll stop screwing up your layers we just want to call ahead yeah you want to call the god of hell and ask him to let you out just so we don't waste any more time all right let's ride this train and uh, and he nods over to the uh, lizard woman and says all right cash pounds get me a sending stone And uh, Cash Pound goes <laughs> over. That's so funny. <laughs> right, yeah. let's just quickly, as this is happening, who has the best persuasion check? Because this, this could come down to a roll. That we just finished We just convinced them to get us out. I do not, but that doesn't mean I don't think I do. <laughs> I've got a plus two. Okay, I'm on plus three, so it's down. Yeah, it's you. I think it's, yeah, I wouldn't let Glubrick speak to the... <laughs> 
Okay, bring it on. Lord of Hell on the phone. All right, so Cashbound hands you a sending stone and says, are you sure you want to do this? Uh, um, yeah. Is there consequences? Almost certainly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, if, I, uh, if I do this, am I going to lose my last piece of my soul? Maybe. Well, we could make it just much harder for ourselves in the future. You are yeah. speaking to the Lord of Hell. I mean, I and she looks will. at you and says, it's ringing. <gasps> oh, uh... <laughs> Uh, uh, I don't know what to do. Pretend it's a wrong number. Pretend it's a wrong number. Greetings, this is the Lord of Hell. What can I do for you? Hello. Have you thought about how much energy you're wasting through improper insulation? (laughs) You know, I have been thinking about that for some time. It's quite hot in hell. Yes, but think about... How did you get this number? Uh, You're on a list. Uh, You must have signed up when you... Please retire me as a purchased something and didn't uncheck the box. I'm very busy. Just please take me off the list. Okay. All right. Bye. Bye. Well, we weren't killed, but we were unsubscribed. (laughs) (laughs) I bailed out. I bailed out of that hard. Yeah, you did. I think it was wise. Perhaps the best way forward is for us to listen to what W to say. You make a good point, Eric. We've, we've <laughs> fucked around for long enough. <laughs> Go on. And you look over to Cash Pound and she is pinching the bridge of her nose <laughs> and shaking her head and just going, for fuck's sake. All right. Now, all right. So are you guys ready to listen to what the offer is to get through the portal? Yes. Uh, yes, please. All right. So as you know, the demons are all about chaos. These guys fucking love chaos. And they've gone and got a new general and he's leading the advance. And this guy fucking loves chaos. Now tell me, do you know this guy? And W waves his hand and a glyph glows on the floor and projects an image of a a scientist floating in the room. And it is a small man in mid-scream and he's wearing a lab coat and he's holding bottles of several different coloured potions. Yeah. Scarofax. Yeah, you guys know this guy? Yeah. Oh yeah, he's mad. Yeah, this guy is the very embodiment of chaos, all right? The demons fucking love this guy. He's like a god to them. Now, we got a problem with Scarifex because he's leading the demon charge against the Vernus, right? And his battle plans are fucking nuts. I mean, we have no way of knowing what he's going to do next. He wins battles. He loses battles. He doesn't care. He's just impossible to defend against. So this is where you guys come in. We need you to infiltrate the demon ranks and take him out. Once you get that done, you come back here. I'll get the bounty hunters off your ass and I'll put you through the portal. Well, this sounds like an excellent arrangement. What do you think, happy boys? I think, well, we have no choice, really. It's the only way of getting through the portal. I think we should ask for more. Um, We should negotiate. How much how much gold he got on you? Gold? Uh, you can have as much gold as you want. Can I have a suit of armor? Well, we'll take you down to the Patreon lab and get you kitted up. Sure. Oh, that no. sounds fun. Oh. <laughs> can I have like nine axes? If you want to carry them into battle, be my guest. <laughs> For an assignment of this nature, we will need to be equipped with strange items. Yep. Yeah. Yes, all right. We'll do it. We'll, we'll do it. We'll do it. You'll do it on the provision that you are equipped with strange items. <laughs> yes, we need to go to the quartermaster and get some items that will be reincorporated later in the adventure. Mm. <laughs> and I would like some glory, please. Some glory? Yeah. Still a praise. Yes, glory. Okay. Renown. Yeah, can you give us like a really good reputation? Absolutely. 
Once you get it done, you'll have the best reputation in hell. Right. Wow, this is, this is excellent. Guys, have we asked for enough stuff? He, he's, he seemed pretty up for giving us whatever we wanted. Maybe we could ask to skip a layer or something. Can you do that? I assume you can hear us. You want to skip a layer? Can you just like send us straight to the ninth? No, I can't do that, all right? Okay. It's arch devils control each of their layers. They have their own rules, all right? Are you, okay, so are we going to die? Because look, as you Ooh. can see from me and Henley, we both have a tail... Hey, can you give us a soul life back? Yeah. Give you a soul life back? Yeah, because yeah, we got, like, we're close. We're on the edge here. Nah, I didn't think of that. Mm, that's good. Uh, all right. It's also narratively quite interesting. Um, yeah, man, we're all about that narrative. Give <laughs> love the narrative. Man. All right, I tell you what. If you complete this, I will return one soul life to one of Shotgun! you. No, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> As in the rules of hell, shotgun does apply. So go <laughs> goes to you. Go, you're awful. You're a bad, bad person. Why, Clue, pick the rules of shotgun and you apply in hell. <laughs> How many soul pieces do you have left? Two. You have two, so you'll be fine. You'll be back up full. Full. Yep. And we're close to dying. You should have said shotgun. Well, I, don't look at me. No, you're right. You're right. Uh, that is the rules of shotgun. <laughs> Fuck you, girl. <laughs> Fucking I mushroom. have never wanted to the, kick you so hard against the, the wall. Bane of my life. Like, kick me and take D six damage. Kick me or die. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Damn it! The mushrooms turning into a fucking mushroom. god. I realise I've accidentally just like made Ghoul invincible. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right, so Ghoul is going to get a life back. We're going to get lots of cool weapons from the Patreon house. What did you call it? Lab. Lab. <laughs> Lab, yeah, okay. And all we have to do is we have to go back over to the the first level, kill someone, Get and then come back. back. That is the most fractured <laughs> <laughs> recollection of the plan. I, I know exactly what's <laughs> happening, I think. Henley steps forward and says, Ha ha, we are the happy boys. <laughs> <laughs> Had you fooled, you have in fact come to the right people. Well, I'm glad. All right. Lead the way. <laughs> you head back to the elevator with Cash Pound. As we're walking back to the elevator with Cash Pound, I want to talk to Cash Pound a little separately from the Happy Boys. Is that possible? Yeah, absolutely. Because Eric loves this place. This is just his idea of, I mean, all the, like this huge industry of people working away. Someone's in charge. It's like all his undead in the tower. He loves this. So I say to um, Cash Pound, so how long have you uh, been working here? Uh, Cash Pound, yeah, she regards you for a moment with a sort of arched eyebrow, and she just says, I've been working here for a nearly a millennia. Now, I wonder if there are any, any jobs going at the moment. Jobs? You wish to work at my six? Well, I, I, I feel that I have the absolute correct qualifications for, for an, an industrious hub of activity like this. I see. And what are those qualifications, Mr. Sanguinius? Well, you may have heard of me from when I was alive. I was a necromancer of some repute. Mm, I did hear of you, yes. You achieved virtually nothing and hidden a tower. What? How dare you? How dare you? I don't want a job here. Uh, lead on. Lead on. <laughs> oh, I so hear the last bit and I'm like, well done, Eric, for turning down their job. They're trying to get you away from the happy yes, boys. Yes, yes. You know, they tried to prize me away from the happy boys. Yeah. Like, no. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> I look at Cash Pound, I put my arm around Eric, and I'm like, come on, Eric, keep close to me. And you look back and Cash Pound is pinching the bridge of her nose. Nice <laughs> way your nose. Are you okay? You got a is cold. it falling off or something? Do you know sinuses? Do you have sinusitis? Yeah, I do. <laughs> oh. 
sad. <laughs> it is quite sad. It's annoying. Allergies are it's terrible. It's quite debilitating. It really is. It really is. <laughs> yeah, you go. You ride down in the elevator down towards the basement, and she says, as I said earlier, for the record, I don't think this is going to work. Have you heard of the expression to fight fire with fire? Yep. Well, we're going to fight chaos with idiots, and those idiots are you. And the lift opens, and you enter the Patreon <laughs> lab. Yeah. yeah cool. <laughs> so, as the doors to the elevator open, you step into the Patreon lab, and it is a marvel of arcane engineering. You are greeted by a cacophony of hissing steam and whirring gears. The room is packed with kind of strange devices, and they're all humming with kind of strange, eerie glows. And at the center of the room stands the lead scientist. And what seeing as this is the Patreon lab, why don't we get a name from Patreon? So, someone roll me a d20. Oh, me. Nine. This is Bongo. (laughs) Hi, Bongo. Hi. And Bongo was given to us by Holly. Thank you, Holly. Thank you, Holly. Thank you, Holly. Bongo. Bongo. Hey. Lovely. Hey, Bongo. You're lovely. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yo, boys. Yo, boys, Bongo. Boys. Boys. Okay, this is quite hard to maintain. Okay. <laughs> no, he, this guy has sinus problems. Yeah, this guy's going, ah, and he pinches his nose. Uh, and so, Bongo, take your Bongo. This is so hard. Why have I chosen this voice? All right, Bongo. <laughs> Man, I'm going to break down. Henley just places his, his hand on Bongo's nose and casts Cure Wounds. <laughs> Try and cure that sinusitis. And he goes, Bongo, Bongo. <clears throat> Thank you. That's, that's much better. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Happy boys. Good to have you in the lab. And Bongo takes you into an armory and the doors hiss open and everything hiss yeah snake door <laughs> yep it's a door made of snakes oh no <laughs> yeah very devilly inside this armory is anything you can possibly imagine so any armor any weapons that you want that you can have they're not magical weapons it's just your standard array of stuff so if you need axes leather armor scale mail whatever you want it's in this lab so like armor that's like a hundred a hundred when i said it's just normal not magical armor (laughs) not five seconds ago (laughs) henley pulls on some studded leather armor some studded leather armor nice Nice. which Um, i think is the best armor you can get if you're a dexterity based class yeah yeah mr bongo what is the smallest weapon that you have, please? The smallest weapon I have is a pen. Mightier than the sword. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. (laughs) What what does it do? This pen writes... (laughs) Um, can I have it? Absolutely, it's yours. (laughs) Starts just writing all over himself. How (laughs) fiendish. Looks like an ordinary pen, but is in fact 
an ordinary pen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can I have a really good axe? Because I have no weapons. Yeah? You want a great axe? Yeah. Yeah, you find a great axe. A you magical a... great axe? For the second time, Chris, they're not magical, <laughs> all right? <laughs> so you find a normal great axe. <laughs> now, you look around. Sorry, I feel like I, I should ask, are there trousers? I are there trousers? That's so intense. Are there trousers? If there are trousers. I think I'm in. Are there trousers? Are there trousers to the ar- armor that you've just picked up? Yeah. Yes. I think I think Henley picks up the trousers and he just puts them down again. I fucking knew it. <laughs> <laughs> so predictable. What the hell? Why predictable? <laughs> what? I think he's now, I think he's just come to terms with the fact that he doesn't have trousers in this world. It's he just not for it. him. I think he's gotten trousers used to it. Trousers aren't just for you. They're for everyone else. So we don't have to constantly look at your beaners, Henley. <laughs> but you've got the towel right now. Yeah, he's still got the towel. Totally up to you. If you The trousers are there. You just like that cotton blend. Yeah, I, I, I come over and I'm like, Henley. I think it's, you're right. You don't need them anymore. You're better than trousers. Look the kind of person you've become since not having trousers. You're so special. Thank you, Glubrick. I think you're right. Henley drops his towel. No, That's well, not no. what we meant. No, just totally related. Is that not what you... <laughs> no, I, I, no, keep the towel. Okay, I'll put the towel back. <laughs> I don't we'll just mean just now have your dick pen. out. I thought we were just embracing <laughs> each other's nude bodies, you know? Ghoul holds up the pen to obscure. <laughs> That's not large enough, Ghoul. How dare you? <laughs> and Cash Pound, just, you look at her and she's just shaking her head and she's like, we're fucking doomed. All right. Eric, <laughs> uh, do you want anything? I think I have everything that I need. Thank you. That was so cryptic, wasn't it? (laughs) Are you sure? But you look around and Bongo leads you over to a table with lots of sort of experimental bits on it. And will everyone roll me a d20? I rolled a natural 20. Wow. Natural 20. I rolled a 16. And may I just say, I'm using my cute dice that a fan gave me with little mushrooms in. So thank you so much yeah. to that wow. person that gave us They are very cute. And gave us some wonderful dice. It was so nice. We'll, we'll put a picture. Yeah, we'll online. put a picture. But thank They're you so, so great. much. So we'll start with Chris. What did you get? 15. 15. This was gifted to us by Leo Mediso Jr. Cool. Great name. And this is actually perfect for you. It is... The Vibe Chacks. It is a great axe, and on a successful hit, the player can instead choose to gain insight into the mood, emotion, or vibe of the target in lieu of doing damage. (laughs) Otherwise, it hits like a regular great axe. Great. So So I can do do like an insight check. So you can you can forego damage, and you can do yeah insight. You can use it to see how the monster is feeling. Presumably, they're feeling like someone just swung an axe at them, and they're like, (laughs) "Oh God!" It'll always be. It'll always be. Ah. Hey, some monster. There's a nuance, man. It's not black and white as that, you know? Very true. Maybe they're masochistic and they like damage. (laughs) (laughs) What's the name of that? That is called the Vibe Chacks. I got a 16. You got a 16. This one is also from Leo. Cool. Same guy, same right. thing. Thank you. These are, so I've adapted this slightly from Leo's original uh, description. These are throwing stars of domination. Ooh. So you are given a pack of three throwing stars. Each one does 1d4 piercing damage each. On a successful hit, the player may use a bonus action to activate this weapon's special effect. If so, the affected creature must make a wisdom saving throw, and on a failed save, they will succumb to 
the spell Dominate Person, and you will be in control of that creature. Oh that's God, for amazing. How long? Really good. Dominate Person works whilst one for is it one minute? Usually. Oh my God! Yeah. You just make them do anything, yeah. and you don't have to concentrate on the spell because it comes from the weapon. But once you use this effect, the throwing star disappears. Okay, so I've got three of those. Yeah. Now, if you make a hit and you don't use the effect, throwing star will automatically come back to your hand. Great. Okay, so three effects. You got dominate. Very cool. Yeah. That's that. Thanks, Leo. That's, That's awesome. so great. And Bongo is like, I'm pretty proud of that one. <laughs> and his vo- yeah, his voice is changing back because yeah. the, yeah. the, the effect is wow. wearing off. Yeah. Adam, what did you get? <laughs> I rolled a 17. This one is from Unish Nakahara. Yes. Nailed it. Nailed it. Thank nice. you. Uh, this is called the Forget Me Not and it's spelt K-N-O-T. Now, it's a rope that will cause a bound creature to recall and retell any memory with complete accuracy for a number of minutes determined by a D6. Wow. The magic only works once per episode and can also just be used as a normal rope. That's so great. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Bongo. You're welcome, sir. Bongo. Oh, no. No. Bongo. Bongo. It's back. It's back. Oh, dude. Oh, it's back. Cast charm nose. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, ghoul. All right. Uh, yeah, so basically you can tie up the target and then get it to, like, force it to retell you something from its past. Yeah. Cool. That's that great. Is really cool. That's very yeah, useful for a spy. Great. Thank you very much. Yeah, very good for a spy. And finally, Henry Shields. I rolled a natural 20, which I think I've wasted on this random item table, but yeah. <laughs> this was donated to us by Mr. Smith. Oh, I know that guy. Yeah. yeah. So this is called Seal of the Fates. Is it another seal? <laughs> no, it's Could not actually. Oh, right. it's seal. Actually, do you know what? It will be. It will yeah, be a seal. Yeah, what a tiny seal. Yeah, it's a seal. Yeah, why not? So in my head, it was a coin, but it will work as a seal. So once per episode, you can re-roll any check, unless it was a natural one or a natural 20. You flip the seal mm-hmm. and if it lands on its head that is a natural 20 <laughs> if it lands on its tail it is a natural one Aww. okay okay great so it's a kind of like all or nothing once per episode you can flip the seal i love it yeah. that's so great yeah cool. pop him in my pocket my little performing seal yeah little seal in that pocket and so uh bongo just turns to you and says hello i'm bongo yeah, yeah bongo yeah. all right bongo turns to you and says um, he says that. Hi, I'm Bongo. I turn to you and I say, uh, <laughs> "All right, happy boys. You kitted up, ready to go?" Oh yeah, yeah. I've got. I've got. Yes, we I, are. I'm dressed from the waist up. I've got a seal in my shirt pocket. I'm good to go. What an odd band you are. Hey mate, you look around your lab. You're odd. <laughs> look at all the weird stuff you've got in here. Cool yeah, thing you're doing to a seal. Yeah, maybe you guys want to be nicer about the Patreon lab. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> well, Thanks, yeah, well, guys. You know, the Patreon lab was, was, was telling us we were weird. <laughs> we're all yeah. weird. That's true. But, you know, given trousers, bearing in mind Bongo's never met you, and he's seen you be like, oh, this guy, I really need some trousers. No, and then what you did was drop your towel. Yeah, no, because the thing naked. is, because I've learned my lesson. Henley's learned his lesson. He knows that if he puts on trousers, all he's doing is giving giving you ammunition to take his trousers away again. <laughs> so true. More ammunition to make him look a fool. So true. No, he's disarmed you by getting his knob out. <laughs> Do you know what? I think you are the real winner there. I think that's what's <laughs> happened. So, Cashbound says, all right, we'll brief you on the way. Are you ready to go? 
Yes. I see How you're are in charge, Glow. How are you getting there? Yeah. Very good question, Glow. Through a portal? Absolutely not. And oh, she leads you to an internal dock as part of the lab through which... Like a submarine pen. Yeah, think, where the, yeah. the river sticks flows through. Love it. Wow. And as you walk into the dock, you feel the darkness of the river sticks weighing heavily upon you. And uh, at first, it appears as though the dock is empty. But soon, you hear a booming voice on the wind. And you hear... Henley, my boy, it's, it's been, been too long. long. And suddenly in front of you appears a spectral 19th century warship <gasps> being sailed by the one and only Captain Pellew. <laughs> oh, <hey>. Captain. <laughs> and standing next to him is his first mate, an elderly orc. It is old Papa Crumble. Oh, oh yeah. Oh hey, happy boys. I found oh, the captain. It's, it's like the last episode of a sitcom where they bring all the old characters. <laughs> captain Pell, you looks down to you, Henley, and just says, I was so thrilled after our battle on Avanas that I decided to commandeer my own warship and I found old Papa Crumble sailing the sticks. And I decided, I decided to make him my first mate. And now we've been looking for the happy boys. We've been looking for you ever since, but soon we got contracted by my six to transport spies all over the Nine Realms. <laughs> I wish you could see Dave's face right now. <laughs> he's like wired. So animated. Yeah. <laughs> is so excited to see you guys. He's Captain like, I have cannons! <laughs> <laughs> Captain Pellew, it's a pleasure to see you, sir. And it's a pleasure to see you, my boy. <laughs> I'm falling into Hornblower now. Yeah. Yes! yes. Oh, uh, uh, well, well, well I, I, a pleasure to be aboard, sir. I, I, I shall do my very best to uh, do my duty by you and by the ship. Thank you, young man. And don't resist the temptation to be Hornblower, because he was a model soldier. <laughs> I'll do my best, sir. Henley prances aboard and starts pulling ropes. Very good. <laughs> uh, roll me a d20. 15. Pell, you turns to you and he says, You already know how to sail, my boy. Unbelievable. Because you pull a rope at a sail to shoot stuff. Yay. He pulls out one of those little whistles. The little, what are they called? Like a penny, penny whistle. whistle. Yeah, a little penny whistle and starts piping a little tune. <laughs> Thrilling. I can't wait to time. drop that in the edit. <laughs> Gloobrick's just looking on, very confused and terrified there is a ghost. Yeah, I mean, so they, I they, don't are, get on. they are ghosts, yeah. I, so you're not getting Papa on. Papa Crumble's not a ghost, though. No, Papa Crumble's not a ghost. Hello, Papa Crumble. Uh, howdy, Gloobrick. How, how y'all doing? Not too bad. Why are you hanging out with the ghost? Oh, no, uh, Captain Pellew, he, he's, a, he's a model naval officer. I think you're going to have to roll for performance there. <laughs> what? Why have I got to roll for performance? You've got to persuade me. I've got to persuade you. <laughs> yeah, you've got to persuade me. I don't believe you. All right. <laughs> I'll roll. So Papa Crumble got six, but he has a plus 57 to persuade him. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> he, he rolled a six. What is that? Like 63. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Oh, well, I'm, I'm coming aboard. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Wait for me. And Penley. And Ghoul just gets out his pen. <laughs> That's brilliant. <laughs> Come on. Very good. Eric, are you joining us? Yes, I'm right here. Let the journey begin. For I have just realized we... Happy boys, we are over halfway through. Oh, wow. That's true. And we caused so much shit. We've come so far, but wait, what if this is a trap just to take us back to the beginning? Oh, it's a good thing. It's a good thought. <laughs> it's a good thing. It's, it's a, a good, good thing. thing. It's cool. a good thing. As it's opposed to what thing. I just did. <laughs> <laughs> I, do not th I do not think the people at my six will betray us in that way. I think they have made an honourable pact. If we see through our side of the bargain, they will see through theirs. All right, Eric. I'm going with what you just said. And don't worry, Ghoul. As long as the four of us are together, there's nothing we can't overcome. And Captain Pellew is crying. 
<laughs> Come, Harry Boys, to see adventure. <laughs> so, can I just check? It's a, you said it's a spectral ship. Yes, that's right. So it's, it is a ghost ship, but it's it's solid, and everyone can walk on it. But Papa Crumble is not a ghost, but Pellew is a ghost. Okay, cool. That's kind yeah, of yeah. perfect for spies. Because you can just kind of like be invisible if you want to. Yeah, go through stuff. Go through stuff. Except yeah. we won't go through stuff. The ship will go through stuff. The ship will go through stuff. But you, yeah. you can fly yeah, the ship into a building and we'll just hit the wall. You will just slow through. <laughs> and hell, you will just be like, away! And he'll be gone. <laughs> uh, so as you step aboard the spectral ship, Cash Pound comes on board with you and she says, I'll give you a briefing on the way. Affirmative. Very good. Very good. Very good. <laughs> Looking much better already. Ghoul takes a bow. And the ship falls away. It lurches away from the dock and Captain Pellew is barking orders to all of you. And uh, the one that's extremely important right now as he turns, he says, Glubrick, would you mind giving me a lift with the sails, my boy? Oh, I'd, I'd love to, Captain. And roll me a DC 15 athletics check. That is a 22. 22, that's more than enough. And you pull the sails and the ship begins to increase in speed and you fly down the river Styx. And as you approach the edge of the plain of Stygia, you see what appears to be a a waterfall in front of you, the river Styx flowing down from the layer above. And the boat keeps increasing in speed and it hurtles towards the waterfall. Um, And instead of going straight through it, the waterfall remains as is but the boat goes up and goes vertically flying vertically parallel to the river itself flying up towards the uh, the next layer the, the fourth layer which you've just come from and hell you shouts lovely job master glulbrick now be sure to hold us steady and you crest the top of the waterfall and you keep going into the skies of Phlegathos wow. yay oh my god are we going to see and uh, this is play we should do a song a little flying <laughs> song I welcome a song Pelu says what a wonderful idea <laughs> my boy this ship can fly sing us back to Avernus <laughs> flying through the skies on a ship made for us <laughs> we're the happy guys in a big old flying bus it's a ship a, a ship sorry <laughs> I also love that you didn't go for like a sea chanty yeah like, you went for like a full musical <laughs> chanty. I'm, in musical. my head we've gone into like never ending story <laughs> And uh, yeah, as you are flying through the skies of Phlegathos, below you see Lady Ingarno, and she spots the ship and she starts hurtling towards it. But old Papa Crumble holds out the seal of approval and she glares at the boat and reluctantly Aha. retreats. Because oh. <laughs> we have the seal. Do the seals know each other? The seal of fate yeah. and the seal of approval. Yeah, they do. Yeah. They- They're twins. Oh, are they really? Yeah, yeah. Pop them on the, on the, on the, prow of the ship and they can have a little moment together and yeah one seal just puts his little seal flipper on the other one's shoulder oh. and they just look out nice oh <laughs> like the penguin picture yeah, like yeah. The penguin picture. <laughs> just enjoying just the, just the view oh stunning Aww. so as you're flying through the various layers of hell cash pound gathers you all to give you a briefing and she says now we know that general scarifax is holed up inside his main compound we have an inside agent who you will meet on site who will give you intelligence as to what to expect within the compound but from what we can gather it seems that the defenses are completely random sometimes there are no defenses sometimes there are wacky defenses sometimes there are more standard defenses oh okay it's completely insane he is basically a, a quantum flux capacitator <laughs> <laughs> yeah that is he, it is sometimes ridiculous sometimes dangerous but our inside agent will explain more on the scene who's your inside agent you will meet them soon enough and so as the ship is flying through the ethereal 
ethereal space of the Nine Hells, you approach the familiar scorched skies of Avernus, and down below you can see fierce fighting as wave after wave of demons crash into the front lines of the Devil's defences. Fireballs rain down on densely packed soldiers, and they scrap and battle for every inch of land. And in the centre of the melee, you see a large, empty circle, and in the centre of that circle you can see the General from Layer 1, the Arch Devil, fighting off hundreds of demons single-handedly and roaring a mighty battle cry as the fight rages on. And Cash Pound turns to you and says, It must be bad if the General has joined the front lines. Over there, look. That's Scarifax's camp. You can tell by its random position on the battlefield. <laughs> and utterly zero thought put into its strategic placement. And looking over at the encampment, it does seem to be placed quite randomly. And it, the encampment is in the shape of a... Chris, what's the first thing you can think of? Go. Uh, a flannel? It's in the shape of a flannel. It's just, it's just a big square. It's quite well organized, yeah, actually. Very good. Like, yeah. Yeah. Neat yeah. rows of tents. <laughs> but nobody saw that coming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just like a huge square in the middle of the battlefield. And suddenly, there is a yell from Captain Pellew. All right, happy boys, looks like there's a welcome party. I hope you're ready for some aerial combat. Battle stations! And you see, flying towards you, wearing, I don't know if you guys remember this, but one of Scarifax's inventions was the footcopter. Oh, shit, yeah! Yeah. So there are four demons flying towards you, wearing footcopters, all holding different kind of, like, potions and bombs, ready to dive bomb the spectral ship. Oh, no! Everyone roll me initiative. Oh, oh, this is so cool. 17. Oh, 17 as well. Snap. Oh, no, but there's plus your best plus friends. Your, uh, 19. Oh, oh, we're not best friends anymore. Plus my dexterity. Yeah, your initiative. Oh, actually, sorry. So mine is a 19 as well. Best, best friends, friends again. Yeah. <laughs> Eric? 10. Eric. He's always slow. lost. He's always yeah. lost. Slow, slow on the off the mark. <laughs> so there are four demons flying towards the ship, and they have not rolled well on their initiative. So first up, we have Henley Whispers. Now, on the ship, there are cannons and ballista. You should also know there is a flight suit standing there, which will enable a player to leap off and fly like a flying squirrel. And you will have to make dexterity checks in order to control the direction of the suit. And there is also an arcane amplifier. So it will mean that any spells you cast on board the ship, their range is not limited. You can fire it wherever you want in the sky. I mean, the flight suit sounds really fun, but but my job is to stay back and shoot your bow. Okay, well, I'm going to leave the flight suit for now, but Henley's going to climb up the rigging into the crow's nest under his breath singing, Fly into the sky. <laughs> He's going to draw his bow. He's going to cast Hunter's Mark on one of the demons. Yeah, nice. He's going to draw his bow and fire. Nice. Now, before you draw your bow, Captain Pellew is going to roll an intelligence check to see if he can keep the ship steady. Now, if he fails on this intelligence check, you all have to roll dexterity saving throws or fall off the ship. Oh, and he has passed. Okay. You're all fine. Great. Great. You're all fine. So, Henley, roll me an attack, ranged attack roll. Okay. And then <laughs> Henley fires it. It's 26. 26. Yeah, that thuds into uh, one of the flying demons. And roll me for damage. Okay. So, this is 1d8 plus 5, my regular damage, then plus a d6 because of my hunter's mark, plus wow. a d4 because of my dreadful strikes. Nice. And you know what? You can add another d4 because Pelu's giving you extra power. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank you, Captain. 
19 damage. Wow. 19, and that demon, it's, a, it's just a straight headshot. Knocks him straight out of the sky, and he is falling, and it is one down. Nice. Wow. And he did so well. <laughs> Happy with himself. <laughs> and it is Ghoul's turn. <laughs> Making his way to hell. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> All right. Well, can Ghoul get in the flying suit? If you want, yeah, yeah. I guess, uh, yeah, let's go. So Ghoul jumps into the flying suit, and this magical suit, kind of like the Iron Man suit, just <laughs> and just shrinks down to your size and fits you perfectly. Cool. And you're in a kind of like flying squirrel suit. And uh, yeah, you're in it. You're ready to go. All right, let's do this. And so I'm flying up to meet one of the one of the de- 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 demons. <laughs> one of the demons. Yeah. So Ghoul runs to the the is it like the prow, the, e- yeah. the edge of the ship. Yeah. And just leaps off into the skies of Avernus. And you're hurtling to Towards the presumably the demon that's closest to the ship. Yep, I'm gonna do just a just a straight mushroom bash. Can I do like an airborne mushroom bash? Absolutely, thing? you're just gonna ram. Yeah, just, yeah, nice. Okay, so uh, roll me a, a roll me an acrobatics check. That was a four. But do not worry, because Captain Pellew has a special feature called Inspiring Presence. And he says, Don't, Don't worry, worry, ghoul, ghoul you can roll, roll again! again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow! What's a roll? <laughs> <laughs> oh no, it's on the floor! 15! 15, yeah, and you uh, take a little while to get used to the suit, but you, you hear Pellew's encouragement. So yeah, you're hurtling towards the uh, the demon, and I believe Ghoul's strength modifier is quite low, so the Mushroom Bash only does one damage. However, you have your Infernal Curse, Yay. so roll me 5d6 and add one. 25. 25, wow. yeah. Not only do you knock it out of the sky, you just fly straight through it. Like a mushroom bullet. Yeah, like a mushroom bullet. And you just cleave this thing in two and it starts falling. <laughs> and it is now Glubrick's turn. Hello. I'm going to throw one of the axes because I know I'm not going to be able to ever use both of them. So not my new brand new one, but just the standard great axe I have. I'm going to try and throw it at. Okay, great. Someone. So roll me an arranged attack roll. So d20 plus whatever your dexterity modifier is. That is 19. 19, yeah. That is a hit. And um, what's the usual damage of a great axe? Uh, so 1d12 plus 5. Great. That's what I've got on here. Yeah. Well, let's just say it's... Yeah, it's a hit. So let's just say it's that. Oh, balls. Eight. Eight. Your axe flies through the air and just thuds into one of the demon's shoulders and it just stays in there, but the demon manages to stay airborne. Oh, damn it. And is hurtling towards you. And then I turn to Henley and I'm like, tried to throw an axe, didn't do, didn't work as best as I thought it would. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Very good. And it is now Eric Sanguinius's turn. I'm going to cast Magic Missile and three darts are going to fire out. I'm going to fire two at the one that hasn't been hit yet. A one of the one that Glubrick just hit. And um, I'm also aiming these magic missiles for the footcopters on their feet. Oh, very, very clever. And now you don't have to roll for attack, do you? Because they're just direct hits. No. So it should be just... Oh, that's a four. That's really good. Six. So each dart does five points of damage. So one takes ten points, and the wounded one takes five. Nice. So three darts fly out from Eric. One thuds into the... Uh, axe-riddled one that Glubrick hit, and the other two smash into the other demon, knocking them both out of the sky with exactly the right amount of damage on one of them. And they just fall to the side, and Captain Pellew is erupting with laughter, because that (laughs) battle was literally over in six seconds. (laughs) Very pleased with myself, and listening to everyone around me singing, I break into a slow, 
rap break <laughs> <laughs> and go magic. I mean, I'm going to do magic myself, but I'm not going to. I'm not going to. I'm not going to just sit here for the next, you know, 35 seconds saying the words magic missile. I don't know, do man. We got time. You can, really? You can lay down the kind of bass note that's here. We go. As well. Here we go. And I say. You just got hit by the happy boys. We're coming at you. It's something you're not going to enjoy. <laughs> Flying through the sky on a ship made of dreams. <laughs> oh God. We are unstoppable. We're a happy team. Happy team. Happy team! Take that, you demon scum! <laughs> <laughs> That's the weirdest thing we've ever done. That's a round of applause for this boy, and Pellew is thrilled. He cannot believe that the musical number took longer than the battle yeah. itself. <laughs> yeah, no, none of us could believe that. Yeah. Unbelievable. And you look over to Cash Pound, and she is not pinching the bridge of her nose. She is smiling oh and she turns to each of you and she just says that was actually quite impressive wow thank you and that you probably say that as you swoop down and land in your <laughs> flight suit and yeah. just like land on board the ship and you're like why yeah, thank you that's so cool. and cash pound turns to uh captain Pellew and papa crumble and just says set us down on the edge of the camp there and we will meet the double agent and the ship kind of glides around and sets you down on the outskirts of the compound do you all disembark the ship jump off yeah yep. ghoul is making the most of this suit i think he's he's kind of flown down on his own flown down he's with just it doing yeah some, like, yeah spins and loops and stuff papa crumble says i'm gonna i am gonna need that suit back oh, all right fine cool. it is My cool mushroom was great yeah, yeah cool. it's, uh, but you know that's kind of when 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 me and Captain are, are, are we're flying, it's it's my it's my thing. I like to use the suit. Oh, oh okay. uh, no, 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 no! I'm proud of you. I like the fact that you use it, but I, I would like to keep it. Well, all right, mate, you can have it back. You want know <laughs> You can go. You can go fuck yourself. <laughs> all right, fuck off. <laughs> oh, Papa Crumble. Let's not end on that note. <laughs> no, let's not. No, you're right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I haven't taken my pills. Just see, you. <laughs> you know, my anti anger pills. <laughs> and he takes a pill and gives you a hug. And uh, <laughs> and as you um yeah as you get set down, you all disembark the ship and Captain Pellew says I'm going to secure a landing zone just outside the compound and I'll pick you up for extraction when the mission's complete and he hands Henley a, uh, a small stone which is a stone of skywriting which means that you can cast the spell skywrite so you Love can write a message spell. in the oh, sky nice. okay. and he says when you've uh, completed the contract leave me a message in the sky and I'll come and pick you up for extraction Henley takes the stone and uh, uses it to cast the spell skywriting and writes Henley whispers massive in the sky no nice. and, and says, Captain nice. Pell you snatches it back off you and she says for God's sake it only has one use oh. and, uh, <laughs> I was just you know thinking about branding did he write Henley whispers <laughs> Massive in the sky. Or yeah, just, yeah, I wrote yeah. the sentence. Henley <laughs> whispers, "Massive in the sky." Yeah. <laughs> and he, yeah, he takes the stone and he gives you a, a. He casts a little spell. He gives it back to you. And he's like, "Don't use this one now." Also, Henley, I'm very disappointed in you oh. because you've given away our position. So we have to fly somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> so you all get back on the ship. He takes off again. He flies around the compound, lands somewhere Lying else. through the sky. No, no, shut up! Shut up! Right, you, you're in trouble in now. All right. <laughs> 
actually has the spell Skyrite. Oh, you have it. Yeah. So he takes the Skyrite stone off of Henley and says, you can't be trusted. Oh. All right. And then he says, no, joking. Gives you a playful punch and gives it back. No, thanks. <laughs> but if Henley uses it, you could use the spell Skyrite. Yeah. Great. And so you sit down and Cash Pound says, all right, we're outside. Does she, she like crouches <laughs> completely unnecessarily. Like you're, you're, you're like behind a hill. You can see the compound over the hill, but she's just crouching. Oh, I'll crouch as well. Yeah. Right. And you will just sort of copy her. And yeah. She, um, now. she says, our inside agent should be here any moment. And he's going to give you a briefing on what to expect inside. And she has like a little wristband that vibrates and glows. And appearing next to you is the figure of a familiar face. Hi, guys! Oh, no! no. 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 sake. Gorgeous snaps the pen in, in anger. <laughs> Penley! <laughs> My branding! <laughs> That was episode 17 of Hell or High Rollers. I am Dave Hearn, or Dave Herm, your GM. Eric Sanguinius was played by Adam Aguido, Ellie Morris as Ghoul, Henry Shields as Henley Whispers, and Chris Leesk as Glubrick Bumbledung. And I know what you're thinking. Dave, I'm loving the Hello High Rollers podcast. Where can I get some delicious extra goodies, some bonus content, side campaigns? How can I see how you create each episode? Well, don't worry, my friend. I have an answer for you. You can head on over to our Patreon page. You can find the link in the episode description. We value each and every one of our Patreon subscribers. But some special mentions this week are Giles Malcolm, Thomas Ambrant, Bram Van Dalen, Leslie Richards, Mark Delacroche, Jean Adley, Rachel Leonard, David Boyle, Paul Kendall, and Matt Robinson. Now, I've had a few comments on Discord that I'm pronouncing a lot of people's names wrong. I do apologize. That's all I can offer you. Thank you for being a legend and an amazing supporter. The show is produced by Gareth Tempest, and the theme song is by my good friend, Max Runham. Thanks for listening, and good night. When you get through nine layers of hell, you'll have a hell of a story to tell. You're heading back to life, back to the grind, but it ain't that like you knew so well. Keep telling myself to stay strong, you know I ain't done nothing wrong. I can feel it in my soul that this ain't where I belong. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.